How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. Hello, hello. We are live with the Christian artist. This is the Christian artist honoring Christ through creativity. <laughs> My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And I'm Carly. We don't do this particular podcast enough. And, you know, for me to not always do the same intro. Um, because every other time we do something on Twitch, I say hello, hello. Um, that's just yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. So we're here once more with another episode of The Christian Artist. Hello, hello. We are ready to rock and roll with another. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, really. But it's, here we are. It's, it's so ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Uh, but we're here talking about the second commandment. What is the second commandment? Carly. Uh, you should have told me you were going to ask me this. I would have had the verse up. I... I mean, didn't know who I was going to ask. But I don't know the exact wording. Well, let's look exactly. it up, shall we? I believe it's... Well, I mean, we can go to... Uh, let's see. The second commandment. Verses. You know, we're definitely professionals. Definitely had this all ready to go. Yeah, before. don't break the ninth commandment now. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. Um, I know there's one I want to talk about the verse in Deuteronomy 4 verses in Deuteronomy 4 that talk about this that reiterate the command but uh, the verse that people are familiar with we got uh, Exodus 20 verse 4 English Standard Version you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth and it, I believe it goes on a little bit further after that, but that's the the gist of it. Um, so why are we talking about the second commandment, guys? Do you guys remember? We're talking about visual art this month. Yeah. Our new and approved outline of the Christian artist means that this month we are talking about visual art, which is going to be Carly's month in a lot of ways. But this episode isn't necessarily a very carly focused episode this will be kind of everybody um but uh yeah we're gonna talk about the second commandment so yeah i'll read the rest of the verses here that reference the second commandment uh right so it said you know you shall not make yourself a carved image of any likeness blah 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 blah. you shall not bow down to them or serve them for i the lord your god am a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments so when we talk about the second commandment we are obviously all reformed here so there's particular um emphases emphasis that we 
tend to put on this uh, commandment as opposed to the uh, the Catholic Church or the Orthodox Church or any other church that uses icons or other types of you know graven images. Um, we as proper Protestants would uh, very much disagree with the use of icons in worship. Um, but I mean, let's dig into that. What what is the second commandment? Why are we putting it in the visual art month? Someone else want to like take it away with? I mean, kind of typically because that um, usually pertains to humans that are creating images, um, right. which directly pertains to visual art because um, that's what visual art is. It's um, you know creating an image of something. Well, obviously, I mean, this verse says you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. I guess visual art isn't even a thing. I think it's a sin, right? That's obviously that's what this verse is saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it actually saying, Connor? What is it actually saying? Yeah. It's saying not to um, make images of God to worship because we are to worship God and not the creation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I think there's a, there's a parallel of that in the new Testament of with Romans one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. They, they mm -hmm. stop yeah. worshiping, the, worshiping the creator and instead worship the creation. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. Why is it, do you think, I don't actually know myself, what, I'm curious, I wish we had looked this up beforehand, but I'm curious what the, like, actual, like, Catholic justification for, like, breaking the second commandment is. Um, that's a good question, actually, I don't know. I'm not sure about I that can, one. Wonder if I can find it. Um... I mean, I'm sure there's some roundabout way that they would say they're not breaking it. Right. Yeah, because that's that's what they do with um, work, like praying to Mary. So I'm assuming that would be it would be something similar um, of like we're not actually. No, actually, no. Catholics, they changed the second commandment. It's part of the first commandment now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for for Catholics, it's part of the first commandment. Um all right, we got we got Wikipedia to the rescue. While Catholics are sometimes accused of worshiping images in violation of the first commandment, the church says that this is a misunderstanding. In the church's opinion, the honor paid to sacred images is a respectful veneration, not the adoration due to God alone. In the 8th century, heated arguments arose whether religious icons in this context paintings were prohibited by the first commandment. The dispute was almost entirely restricted to the Eastern Church. The iconoclast wished to prohibit icons and the iconic Icon duels supported their veneration, a position consistently backed by the Western Church. Uh, anyway, that was you know obviously a thing that happened. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's in general that that breaking of the commandment there probably has more to less to do with graven images specifically and more to do with uh, a misunderstanding of what veneration means, right? Like what what is offering respect to something as opposed to worshiping it um, or something or someone. But yeah, I mean, so why, why, why do we as Protestants specifically, you know, get really serious about this particular commandment? 
What do you mean? As in, like, you know, as opposed to... Because, I mean, honestly, and I, and I mean Protestants in the proper sense, not in the, like, capital P sense, not in the, you're a Baptist, and so you're technically a Protestant, right? Like, um, I'm talking about, like, Reformed Protestantism. Like Gets we, upset about this commandment. We, they get upset about pretty much any image whatsoever, right? Because um, the Catholic Church before the Reformation was really not doing a good job in that area. <laughs> right. So yeah. in, in classic like, Reformed sin, we overcorrect. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, some people listening to the episode right now will be immediately like, whoa, 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 overcorrect. What? No, of course not. Um, w- w- this is the Bible. You know, scripture says don't make any graven images. So you can't make any graven images. Um, but obviously, it doesn't mean all art ever. Yeah. Because in the next several chapters, uh, God prescribes images to be just like described and inscribed onto the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't mean that, but then all, you know, people will also say, well, you can't make any image representing God whatsoever. And I also take issue with that particular statement, but I think, you know, we'll probably get into that in a little bit here. Um, well, I mean, do we all agree on like the general interpretation of the second commandment being, you know, you cannot make an image of God that does not represent him right like a false image like where you're you're well there, i guess there's two two aspects to this right it's you you can't make anything to worship right you don't wor- don't worship any created thing whatsoever or use it as a representation of god to worth then worship you know as some sort of proxy you're not allowed to do that and then also there's the aspect of you know you're not allowed to portray god as anything but what he is do right. we both do we all agree on those are like yeah. the main applications of the second commandment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So let's dig into that further. I mean, what what are like applications of the second commandment that we can consider? Um, you know, practical application. If we're like, okay, you're a Christian, you want to follow the second commandment, what are some things that maybe people don't think about that are actually actually violations of the second commandment? Uh I mean, drawing paintings of of God, and I think uh, representations of the Spirit too. Right. Other than the way the The ways that yeah ways that He has actually been represented, as in a dove or you know fire. (laughs) Because because I think I'm a little bit on the fence about pictures of Jesus, Mm -hmm. because I understand of like this is a representation of Jesus depicted in scenes. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a helpful piece of art necessarily, but the last supper. Yeah. Right. Like, is that, was that wrong? Because, Oh, he's, he painted Jesus, you know? And I, I would say no, but if you're drawing the father of the Holy spirit, the purpose of it, is to make a representation of something you don't understand right uh, that we don't have a representation of in scripture mm-hmm. so what's what's the purpose there you know what i mean yeah i mean let's let's go let's go right to it let's go to deuteronomy 4 um because i think this passage is a, it's a reiteration of the second commandment right one passage here and it, i think it sheds some light on what's actually going on here with this commandment 
Um, right. As opposed to, I think some people, it's not saying, uh, you can't make any images of God whatsoever, either in your mind, heart, in, you know, in drawing or whatever, like you, you literally can't represent God as anything at all. Right. He has to be this ephemeral nothingness that you can't ever visualize in any way. Uh, Obviously that's not what it's saying. So what, what is it saying? Uh, and so it, starting in verse 15 of uh, Deuteronomy 4. Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully, since you saw no form on the day that the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire, but where lest you act corruptly by making a carved image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. And beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the host of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them. Things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, furnace out of Egypt, to be a people of his own inheritance, as you are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me because of you, and he swore that I should not cross the Jordan, and that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. This is Moses speaking, obviously. For I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan, but you shall go over and take possession of that good land. Take care lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. I think this passage gets at the heart of what the second commandment means. And it means specifically, you are not allowed to represent God as anything other than what he is. Right? Obviously, you're not allowed to worship anything, even if you happen to make a good representation of Jesus, right? Um, You're not allowed to worship any created thing, even as a proxy to God. Not allowed to do that whatsoever. Um, But... It's not, I, I, I think this is, is pretty clear and say, and, and some Protestant tradition disagrees with this, this point, but I, I believe that this passage makes it clear that it's not that you are not allowed to represent God in any way whatsoever, because even in art. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear because, I mean, verse 23 and 24, right? Take care lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you, right? For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Now, if if this was saying, if, if the, the second commandment was saying, you are not allowed to represent God in any way, then that means verse 24 is sinning. Because it says, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire. Right. So as automatically as I'm it's saying it and not making a picture right. like that, that that's that's a very strange concept in reality to, to think. Right. And that all that's... throughout. Yeah, all throughout the rest of scripture, especially like Proverbs, you get a lot of metaphors to what right. God is like, but yep. it's using metaphorical language that doesn't use the word like. Um, right. And it's, you know, so that would also fall under that, I would think. But, you know, right. I mean, you could say, uh, like, I mean, think about this. It was C.S. Lewis sinning when he made Aslan. Right. No, of course not. It's an allegory for. (laughs) No, it was an allegory for Jesus. Everyone knew what it was supposed to be, but it's not a sin. 
right? And 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 that means also when the cover artists made right made the cover of the lion with the witch in the wardrobe and there's the lion on the cover, it's Jesus, it's an allegory for Jesus. It's a representation of Jesus in one sense. They're not sinning. Like that, that we can't be ridiculous in that sense and try to try to make this cover in an umbrella sense everything because then the Bible itself is sinning. Right. Because it, even if you say, all right, you're not allowed to represent. Oh, you, we are not allowed to visualize or represent God in any way. God can, but we can't. Well, OK, bunch of biblical writers did. Right. Maybe not specifically in art, but in visual metaphor, in legitimate, like just saying the Lord, your God is a consuming fire right there. You're representing God as something, even if it's not even if it is metaphorical. Right. And that's what a lot of this stuff would be. But my, I think my my main point in saying all of this, I don't, I'm not saying necessarily that you can basically draw God as anything, as long as it's an allegory or metaphor. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. And I, th- I think you could very easily stray into second commandment violations. There, my my point is, um, we are not allowed to represent God as anything other than that which He already represented Himself as. Yeah. Right. So we can draw the burning bush. Because even though that's a representation of God, we can draw that. This is an an interesting question, though. Does that mean that if, um, you know, take the Holy Spirit being manifested as a dove, for example, as, um, you know, would it have been sinful for people to draw God as a dove before that happened? Not that they necessarily would have had that exact idea, but... You know, in that verse, there is, you know, probably a winged bird is listed as one of the things that you shouldn't. Right. Represent God as. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to think about. I mean, and, and so um, I think one example I'll, I'll point to for this, right, is. Um, the I think one one rather one example of like a person who does this today and I think does a good job of it and does not violate the second commandment is uh, the YouTube channel full of eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so full of eyes is a uh, basically a visual theology channel where uh, he does beautiful illustrations to kind of represent theological truths. Right. And whenever he draws Jesus. Right. He. And I believe, I don't think he ever draws like the Holy Spirit or the Father as anything other than like a presence, you know, just like a light or whatever, right? Which, you know, yeah. that's, that's how they are revealed themselves, right? <laughs> uh, usually God the Father has his face like whited out, like, it's mm-hmm. like there's just light emanating from his face. You can't see his face. Um, he'll have like hands or arms that is doing something to represent that God does things like that kind yeah. of a, yeah. a concept, but he's not trying to make God look like anything or represent him physically. Yeah. And, and specifically, right. I'm thinking of like, you know, when he represents Jesus, it is this man, right? It's a man that is, you know, full of light wearing a white robe, maybe a red sash or whatever. Right. But it is, it, it's, it's, I mean, he's succeeding, right? He's, he's saying, this is who, this is a representation of who Jesus is as far as he has revealed himself to us, right? He is a man. That's it. 
right? We can't, we, I, I think it's, that's, that's a very safe line to have, right? Because it's, Jesus has revealed himself to us in this. And I think this is a really important point in, in Chad and, and Chad is, is kind of pushing back on this, but I think this is a really important point to remember because this in Deuteronomy four makes it very clear that um, God does not want to be misrepresented. Right. And that's very important. Um, but God himself revealed himself to us as a man, as a God man, but as a man, right and it was you know it it doesn't make sense for us to because in the um in the sense that we are visualizing anything i'm trying to think of how i'm saying this we are constantly visualizing things as we think about them are we sinning when we visualize Jesus being a man. No, because that is how he's revealed himself. Obviously a God man, and we can't visualize God, but can we visualize God as a fire, as a raging fire, as a pillar of fire, as, you know, as the burning bush? Yes, because that is how God has revealed himself in scripture. Does anyone have any pushback, any thoughts on? Some, something that I found interesting, because Mickey and I were going through Exodus uh, a while ago. We're in Leviticus now. I don't remember when we were in Exodus. But when we were going through the Ten Commandments, it kind of struck me where I was reading it, and I was kind of like, you know, I don't think it really says any of that. And I just wanted to point that out. The, the verses quite literally just say, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. It doesn't say don't draw God or don't make an image of God. That's misrepresented. It quite literally just says, don't make for yourself a carved image. And I found that interesting. And I feel like um, people have tried to put a lot of things into that without going to the proper channels of scripture to do so, which I think, I think we have gone to Deuteronomy and fleshed that out more. But I think it's interesting that people have drawn all sorts of conclusions off of the second commandment. And the second commandment says nothing about don't draw God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a, this is an important, uh, and, and this uh, Thomas, uh, and I were talking a while ago about this whole idea in, um, I think he is talking to me about one of the most important things I think we've both learned from being in this particular church community uh, here in Moscow is the confessions aren't always right. Right. Um, we can't use the confessions as and I know, you know, Chad is talking about the confessions in chat here. The confessions aren't always right. Uh, they aren't scripture. Right. And so when we go to they're, these things, even just a representation of what the early church collated from from scripture as what the general orthodox belief was right i mean well that would that's like the you know the early creeds but then right obviously protestant era is what yeah. we're thinking confessions yeah um but uh no i i know i know that's what you mean chad i i was referencing when you did the q a thing there what is rec required in the second commandment um i, I would like so, to point out just yeah, to talk about confessions um, for the Westminster 
catechism, they actually have a horrible definition of the sixth commandment. And this is what it says. The duties required in the sixth commandment are all careful studies and lawful endeavors to preserve the life of ourselves and others by resisting all thoughts and purposes, subduing all passions and avoiding all occasions, temptations, and practices, which tend to the unjust taking away the life of any. By just defense thereof against violence, patient bearing of the hand of God, quietness of mind, cheerfulness of spirit, a sober use of meat, drinks, uh, physique, sleep, labor, and recreations by charitable thoughts, love, compassion, meekness, gentle kindness, gentleness, kindness, peaceable, mild, and courteous speeches and behavior, forbearance, readiness to be con- to be reconciled, patient bearing and forgiving of injuries, and requiting good for evil, comforting and succoring the distressed, and protecting and defending the innocent. The fact that in order to obey the sixth commandment, you have to preserve the lives of others, avoiding uh, avoiding things that w- which tends to the unjust taking away the life of any. Uh, people are using that to say you have to wear a mask or you're breaking the sixth mm-hmm. commandment. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, um, and it's I, I think even if I believed that a cloth mask was preventing death, I would say it is not against the sixth commandment to not wear a mask. That that's not, it's, it's, it's very dangerous. And I haven't, you know, studied that further, but it's very, it it would, my initial inclination is it's very dangerous to make a positive command out of a negative command. Yes. Right. God Mm -hmm. commands us not to murder someone. He does not command us to have to take every possible measure we can conceive of to make sure that everyone around us is always going to, you know, is is going to live. We just don't have that power and other people shouldn't have that power over us. Right. To, to have to like control us in that way. Yes. Um, no, but, and, and so Chad, Chad brings up a good point. Um, right. Uh, you can't say the catechism is wrong because people are dumb and can't interpret it. Um, yes. But also we have to consider that, um, in the, in the other sense, right. Uh, I, I believe that there's probably a lot of people who are interpreting the, the various catechisms today in such a way that the, the original founders did not mean for them to do in, in our benefit right in terms of like you know theonomy for example uh people so we have to we have to be very 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 careful whenever we're using the catechisms or the confessions as the standard or or even as the jumping off point to talk about the standard right Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that we're going back to even and and even though again church tradition is very important right the his church history is very important to see all this in its proper context very important but if we do a careful study of scripture and we're exegeting it correctly and we come to a point where we disagree with a confession what takes precedent scripture um and i and i think that even even if uh generations of christians have interpreted something some way that does not mean that that is has to be the way that it is uh it's it means that we should be incredibly careful when we try to interpret it anyway any other way um you know for example i'm a i'm a baptist right we're all baptists here uh we don't want to baptize babies even though the 
most of church history, they baptize babies. We have to be very careful to know that we're right, right? <laughs> to to know that we're we're to carefully studying scripture over this and not just, mm-hmm. you know, doing this, that, or the other thing. Um, good. Well, I was going to bring it back to the sixth commandment as an example here um, to say, I'm not sure if, if this is like two versions of it or if it's two different. Oh, I see. So the different question, it's question 136 says, what are the sins forbidden in the sixth commandment? And it says um, somewhere in here, uh, it says the neglecting or withdrawing the lawful and necessary means of preservation of life. And I think that's where they draw the mask stipulation from is that part specifically. Um, but w- what I'd like to point out is when it, when it's talking about um, uh, um, excessive passions, distracting cares and moderate use of uh, um, like drink, those types of things. Um, it's, it's like, it's trying to go against old Testament law with parapets and say, you're breaking the sixth commandment. If you're in a place where you are more able to be convinced to kill, to murder somebody. Um, so like, uh, sober use of drink, physique and sleep, labor and recreations by charitable thoughts, like those types of things. Okay. If you're not being, um, careful with your sleep um and well you know you could murder somebody so you're you're breaking the sixth commandment it's like no 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 no. the actual (laughs) the actual punishment for not having parapets on your roof came if someone actually died exactly (laughs) and that's and that's that's the point i was trying to make yeah so i think like i would disagree with the westminster catechism in terms of the sixth commandment. They also say thou shalt not kill, which is just wrong. It's thou shalt not murder. So mm. I think that's also is. Well, they said on, on unlawfully or unjustly killing. Right. Which... As they, as they defined it, but they said the sixth commandment is thou shalt not kill. And I just, unless, unless it's because it was the 1689, uh, or maybe not the Westminster catechism. I think that was after I'm thinking London Baptist confession. I'm confused. Westminster Catechism, maybe, uh, like the language is different involving yeah, the word that's, kill. That's entirely possible. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so I mean, the I think the the main point we're making here is, um, it's hard to make a strict argument against ever making any visual representation of God just <laughs> from Scripture. Uh, and 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 to be in all fairness, Chad Chad has been po- posting some some verses. Um. Right, you know, uh, uh, let me see. That shall not make it unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or on the earth beneath. Uh, well, that's just the main thing. Oh, here, Acts seventeen twenty nine. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art or imagination of man. Uh, I do believe there's actually more context to that, though, and I'm going to find it because I actually did a I did a a sermon. Um, on the second commandment and use this passage. Um, right. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Um, wait, let, let's go back actually. 
the God who made the world and everything in it being the Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he him gets, himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined a lot of periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that so they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us for in him, we live and move and have our being as some of even your own poets have said for indeed, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and uh, imagination of man, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands people everywhere, all people ever, everywhere to repent. Um, I think it's just important to remember that we have to understand any passage like this in the context of all of scripture. Um, and like, you know, going back to that original, original passage, right? Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. So we're, we're looking at Acts 17. The context of, of this is Paul is preaching the gospel to unbelievers. And it says, so Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, men of Athens, I see that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. That that's a very important context. Yeah, where where they're sinning in the way that we would say the second commandment is being broken, and yeah. then he goes on to condemn their usage of creating God in an image and saying to an unknown God, to whoever God this truly is, and therefore, since uh, like I'm sorry. Uh, so having overlooked verse 30, so having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now proclaiming to mankind that all people ever are to repent. Yeah. I, I think that's an important distinction with those verses in between. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the main, the main thing that I, I kind of come back to with this, right. Is that Deuteronomy four passage is very clear um, that the main issue is God, because God did not show a form to them, right, in the fire, then they were not allowed to make a form of him, right? It was because he had not revealed himself in such a way that they were not allowed to make an image of it. Uh, obviously, you're not allowed. And again, there's two parts of this commandment. You are not allowed to worship anything that is created, even as a proxy to God, right? You have as a representative of God, not allowed to do that. Absolute sin can't do it. But because of the context of Deuteronomy four, we see the main reason why graven images themselves are bad is because they were made in a likeness that God had not revealed. Right. I, I think it's, we have to be very, very careful on both sides of this, right? We cannot make an image that would be sinful. We can't make, we can't, we have to be very careful not to, um, and, and in most cases, I'd say just don't make them, right? Um, in most cases, but we also have to be careful to not, and, and this, this comes back to the same sort of problem with the six, the, the catechism's view of the sixth commandment, right? When you try to make a law that is not actually there, you're being legalistic. And, and I, I don't see a direct commandment not to draw make, make not to make any visual representation of god as he has revealed himself in the form of jesus christ right 
there there is none and so we have to be careful because i i we we cannot make a law where there isn't one um that is a very grievous sin um and so you know condemning someone like the full of eyes youtube channel right where he he makes beautiful visual representations of theology and action um but in in most in a lot of protestant camps he would be breaking the second commandment um mainly because of the tradition of the protestant reformation and i would say that yeah go ahead finish your thought no go ahead well i i was i was trying i was just trying to keep things snappy like a radio broadcast i'm sorry uh I thought I saw a pause. I was going to show up. In. I would say those people are breaking the third commandment by saying they're they're making a law where there is none. They're saying God spoke and said this, and that's a breaking of the third commandment. They're they're saying God condemns this, and if it's not something that God condemns, well then that's using God's name in vain. They're invoking right. an authority by saying God says, and that's blasphemy. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the, the point that I'll, I'll make again, right? So going back to full of eyes, um, the, the way that there, the, the guy represents Jesus in the, in the like visual, visual theology there is specifically, he is a man, right? He is a figure. He is like, it, it, there's no detail to the, to the, the, the picture. There's no face to the picture. He's not trying to give us, oh, this is what Jesus would look like because Almost, pretty much any time you're going to try to do that, it's going to be bad, right? You're going to met you're, you're you're dancing on that line, or are just falling right off the line into making a graven image because you're trying to reveal God in a way that He has not revealed Himself. We don't know what Jesus looked like, right? We know that He was a man. We know that He lived as a man on Earth, right? He is our representative as a human being at, for all of humanity, and so. I, I, I think it is well within the bounds of the second commandment to represent, you know, the arms of Jesus hold, you know, holding, you know, one of his elect in this representation of visual theology. And you're not breaking the second commandment because what, what about hands is breaking the second commandment, right? What about right. A, a, a light showing off a, a a vague figure showing us just how you know giving a, a slight glimpse into maybe what the glory of of uh christ could be what part of that is breaking the second commandment because again it is about revealing god in a trying to represent god in a way that he has not revealed himself that was the specific context of deuteronomy 4 it was saying look there was a pillar of fire could the Israelites have drawn, have made visual representations of the pillar of fire? Yes. Why, why wouldn't they be able to do that? It makes no sense. Too. Yeah. It's part of their history. Right. Um, because that's how God had revealed himself, his presence to them. Right. Um, a burning bush. Like it, are, are we really going to say that it's a violation of the second commandment to make a drawing of the burning bush? And, and, and this is the issue that I see, and, and Chad's obviously pushing back on this in chat, and I'm glad we have this kind of little pushback because, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the, the problem I see here is just that what is the actual difference in, in like legitimate terms between a writing on, on a page saying God revealed himself as a man 
and a vague outline of a figure that is obviously a human male in a YouTube video. I, I if if you if you're claiming that like what part of visual representation versus visual representation with words on a page what's different about those things and and i i'd i'd love to have someone explain it to me but you know like and and i think i think it's just important to come back to the the verse doesn't make the connection of god the, the second commandment in in explicit terms of exodus 20 verses 4 through 6 it doesn't say don't draw god and so you you do have to make a lot of I don't want to say biblical gymnastics because I don't think they're trying to distort it. Yeah. So, um, so the, you know, Chad keeps posting, do not make any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. So, so Chad, the, the issue is if that is, if we're supposed to take that as you're saying, that means we can't draw anything. We can't make a graven image of anything. We can't, as in like a, a sculpture of anything. We can't make a carving of anything. We can't like literally anything. If that's the, if that's the delineation, if, if we're saying the reason why this is bad is because it makes it very clear, do not make. Well, I, I, like it has to include all art ever. But it, it isn't because it's part of the Ark of the Covenant to have all of these engravings and they could have been worshipped, right? And, and maybe in some particular hotels context, context, they were, uh, if they if they had gone away from from God. Um, but just because something could be worshipped doesn't mean that it automatically is a is wrong to draw it, right? Yeah, and worshiping the ark would have been a sin. Yeah, for sure. But but making the ark wasn't. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess anyway. that would probably be our position. So we don't have to uh, yeah. keep going back and forth, but that, pro that would be our position. And well, I, I was also just noticing that like anybody listening to the uh, um, podcast would not, oh, I can't see my hands. Anybody listening to the podcast would not uh, make like understand the conversation we were just having. I mean, I tried you know to I mean? make it like, clear, like what he was saying in okay, response. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. so in terms of visual art, then what do we do? I, I guess it's, that's probably the other thing we would get into, yeah. or is that kind of the wrap up of the conversation? Well, I guess why don't we just ask Carly, like how how have you handled that in the future? Um, you mean in the past? Yes, and <laughs> uh, yeah, how handled you? How have you handled that? And then how did you handle that? in the future you know what i mean no i did it did handle that and do handle that now i'm sorry yes you're right <laughs> how has how that uh evolved over the course um, of your year for, for a while i didn't even think about it like i know there were i don't think i've ever actually tried to draw like god the father or god the holy spirit i know i've i've drawn jesus at least once i was doing like a school project um specifically on paul so i was drawing like um the damascus road conversion um and it was based off of this other painting that someone had done 
Um, and I had like, I wasn't even in my mind that I was thinking about the second commandment when I was doing that. Um, but honestly, I, the art that I do just doesn't even really come close to depicting to needing to depict and like God in any way. Um, yeah, and I, I honestly feel like that's the safe answer anyway. Right. right. I, 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 my main point, and just as a wrap up to what we were, have been talking about the whole time, right. My main point with this is not to say, let's open the floodgates and have everybody draw Jesus. No, absolutely yeah. not. That's going to, no, for sure. Not definitely not. Uh, but we have to be very careful to not overcorrect. Oh, Carly yes. froze here. Real quick, oh. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read what Chad wrote here real quick because I have an interesting. There's a comment here that I think might be interesting. Okay, is God? He said, "Is God not perfectly revealed in His Word and in nature? Is His revelation revelation not sufficient? Making these depictions of God implies that God's chosen means of revealing him, Himself is not good enough. Can you address this point or discuss it? Uh, I guess I mean the the main point I would say there is we can never write anything that touches allegorically or metaphorically on the story of God then ever, right? Like that's not most, most sermons that yeah, would be in, in, uh, right. In exactly. If it's, with if that. it's perfect, then we can't exegete, right. We, right. Or, or at least we can't extrapolate. We can't tell stories that might relate to, uh, yeah. Carly's Carly's like, I thought I brought my charger. Turns out I didn't. <laughs> oh, or, okay. Battery. But down. yeah, I mean the lion, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe would be sinning. Right. Uh, Right. Which which we know isn't true. Right. Well, um, I guess the argument would be, well, why? How do we know that that's not true? Because because we can't just because yeah. that would be like an atheist saying, well, of course, murder is wrong. I know it's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, but but that yeah, just goes you, back to the argument. Well, that just goes back to everything we've been discussing before that um, of that. We don't think the the commandment is saying that. Um, and so just to get people to understand we would say well if you want to follow that principle yeah you, you can't just let it be in terms of uh, uh like paintings it has to it has to go farther than that to, yeah. to, to depict god in a way if that's the principle yeah yeah i mean yeah if the if basically i think my point is if the argument is god's word has perfectly revealed jesus christ and his you know the rest of his plan then I guess that we can't make art at all. Right? In any form. Because in theory, what we should be doing as Christians, right, is making art that reflects God's story, right? But if we're not allowed to do that, if if we're just gonna mess it up somehow, right, then right, that that doesn't follow. Um and so that's really the only point that I, I think we're making is that if if you're if the standard has become God's word is sufficient for everything in terms of revealing who God is, then I guess well, we're, you know, the entire Protestant tradition of art is gone. Well, and, and I would, here's, here's the distinction I would make though. I would say, um, uh, mama pinch, she, her, uh, either phone or laptop died. That's so she'll be back. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I would say, I would agree with that first statement. I would say God's word is sufficient for everything that Christian needs. And so we don't need anything else, right? 
Um, The issue comes in to when the standard is not scripture is sufficient, but the standard is everything else is bad. Yeah. Um, Which isn't true. We don't need scripture. I'm sorry. We don't need uh, (laughs) other things besides scripture in order to know what we should do and, and live godly lives. But we love to read theology books. And, and I would say that's the distinction there too. Yeah. And, and so Chad, again, and I think it's important to engage with, with this, cause this is, this is the stuff that would be said if people were listening, you know, listening to the podcast and wanted to engage with the, yeah, the argument, th- right? This would be the thing that, uh, if we had more listeners and we have people, we have people who are willing to write us emails, this is the kind of conversation we would be having. We'd yeah. be, we'd be responding to those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, I think it's dangerous to depict God via movie, picture, image, etc., because people begin to associate God with something that he has not associated himself with. I would say, I, it is, I would say it is dangerous. Yes. Um, yeah. It depends on how you do it. And it depends on if you're asking people to worship it. Um, here, here's an example that yep. I think um, Pastor Gabe Hughes says about how he handles his congregation and his church, which I think is very mm-hmm. important and very helpful to this discussion is... Um, for, for people, for the sake of people who are Catholics or used to be, I'm sorry, not currently Catholics, yep. but used to be Catholics, yep. he, he doesn't want the nativity scene, any, any, anything like that in his uh, church because he doesn't want people to think, he, he doesn't want people to be tempted to worship those things um, at church. And that's just not, um, it, that falls under don't cause your brother to stumble in yep. church where if they, they used to struggle with worshiping these images. Um, mm-hmm. And so obviously that would be causing them to stumble. Um, and honestly, yep. I don't necessarily know what I would say about nativity scenes there. Um, yeah. I, I can see an I argument like for or scenes. against. Uh, I, yeah. I don't particularly do either. Yeah. Um, so, so they, I would say kind of unnecessary. Personal, yeah. Right. I would say personally, I just don't like nativity scenes. And so <laughs> in my, in my personal life, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think that's an important part here. And, and so, you know, Chad's main argument has been the second commandment clearly says you're not supposed to make any image depiction of God, which, I mean, we made an argument for why that is not the case. And right. so you can, you know, he can take that argument or not take that argument. It's fine. That's, you know, we made the argument um, and we base it off of the context of Deuteronomy 4 and, and the context of uh, how uh, the command taken literally as it's originally given basically means you can't make any art ever. So it obviously can't mean that. So we have to take it in its context. We have to do a little bit more study to know what it's actually saying. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. We love you too. <laughs> Fair enough. So anyway, I mean, yeah, Carly is uh, currently curled up at, at my feet here, uh, Aww, like, like the Ruth like to my Boaz. Yeah, yeah. Aww, that's so cute. <laughs> uh, so we should probably uh, wrap up the episode. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, you well, have more things to say? Oh, okay. Well, why don't you? Why don't you just yeah, yeah really lean into the microphone like, here? Super related things. But, Go ahead. Um. Go ahead, speak in the microphone. Now I have the stream going in my ears. Hold on. <laughs> Um, I specifically wanted to mention that, um, when I don't agree with everything John Calvin believed about 
the second commandment because he was one of the people that took it to the very extreme where literally churches were just completely whitewashed and there were no beautiful, beautiful things pieces of, any kind. of art anywhere. I mean, it was cool architecture, but still. Um, but one of the things that I do agree with him on, because one of the main arguments that he would come against um, was people saying, well, what about people that can't read and they see these pictures of biblical scenes and it helps them understand things that the Bible says. Um, and John Calvin would be like, well, it's on the church that these people don't know how to read. Like the church should be educating <laughs> these people if they don't have that resource. Um, and that was one of the things in his argument when I was reading the institutes that I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, just to say that, um, like it's it's largely the church's responsibility to make sure that they are getting um, biblical wisdom, biblical um, instruction yep. in the form of the Bible, um, and not relying on images to do that. Yep. Yeah, I think that like the main point, right, for all of this is we're not trying to say that. Going back to iconoclast stuff is good and okay. Never, ever, ever in a million years would we say that, right? What we're saying is taking all of our Protestant, firm Protestant principles firmly in hand, we have to go back to scripture and maybe reevaluate something that we've held a little bit too tightly. Just a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. And, just, and, and, just and with anything like this, we have to be careful. Of course we have to be careful. Right. Duh. Um, <laughs> like this, it's, it's, but I think your point about like, this is the, um, uh, the similar, you know, it's the bro don't cause your brother to stumble principle. I think that's a very important principle to, to remember here. Right. Is it, it could be okay to depict I think specifically Jesus for, for my, for my particular perspective here, right? Just because he, he was revealed to us as a human male. We know that about him, right? That was God revealing himself to, to the world. Um, I, I think in some particular instances, it may be okay to depict Jesus in some form. I think the way that full of eyes does it is probably the best way and maybe the only way to do it. Um, but I, I just want to be careful about, immediately looking at you know looking at the, the the commandment and immediately assuming something that it doesn't actually say um when the the command as i said before the commandment taken literally as written basically prohibits all art ever which is obviously not what it's saying so we have to do more study than and, and and let's say it's obviously not what it's saying because the rest of the old testament if, 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 um, if we are to, let's say, I hate using the word, but let's say the word interpret, let's use the word interpret. If we are to interpret the second commandment as given in light of the rest of the old Testament, God commanded them to do things, um, that were breaking that commandment. And yep. obviously we, we don't believe that that's the case. So we have to be yep. careful. Yep. All right, cool. That's the second commandment y'all. Obviously we didn't. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't talk about every aspect of it necessarily, but um, I, I knew that wasn't the particular angle I wanted to take was talking about like the um, the Protestant overcorrection. Um, so I'm glad we we had that combo. 
Uh, if you violently disagree with us and have scriptural evidence to back it up, please send us emails. Yeah. Um, t- come tweet at us. Uh, obviously, you can find us uh, at Twitter on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at Christian Artist Show dot com. We also have an email address if you want to send emails, uh, Christian Artist Show at gmail dot com. Uh, I don't often check that email, but I will this time. So <laughs> do you have any last thoughts, Connor? No. All right. Sounds uh, that's good. That's it. We're out. Carly, want to say goodbye? Bye. Adios.